What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast, where we talk about stunts, acting, and life in the entertainment business. All right. What up, man? We're back. What has it been? Three weeks? Four weeks? Yeah. It's been a little bit, man. Um, little recap. I was gone in Mexico for a shoot. Jarman was in Japan uh, with a big-ass crew of social media influencers and YouTubers. Oh, my God. Learning the way of matcha. Yeah, it was crazy because every day someone was filming their vlog. Dude, so many vlogs. <laughs> yeah, dude. I felt weird because I didn't have a camera, you know? So what'd you do? I pretended like I was filming on my phone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually film? No, not really. Oh, no. Hey, guys, this is Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll start a vlog. I don't know. It was really cool to see them do that, though, because... Like that's how they live. Like that's yeah. That's their full time job. You it's know, crazy shit. How long have you been on for? I was gone for two weeks. Um, Damn. You were there. I thought you guys were going together, but you were there first. You and Carmelisa, and then yeah, they came through. Yeah, that was. Well, I think it was a good idea because when we were with them, there was like twenty four people there. Oh, we were twenty four. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. just. It was hard to like do everything because Japan is like, like such a, everything is smaller there. Yeah. <laughs> like even, <laughs> even the restaurants, like you can't really find a restaurant that's like can seat all of us together. Yeah. Um, luckily we had like two restaurants that we did, but like still like we got to explore more when we went solo and then we just got to do what we wanted to do, you know? That's dope. That's but, so dope. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, man. And some then, some background here, guys. Uh, so Jarman went with Carmelisa. She's doing social media for Sip Matcha, mm-hmm. and then the owners went. So it's like the owners of Sip Matcha. Yeah, the 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 investors are. Um, if you guys know them, it's JK Film. Just kidding, films. Um, so Joe Jitsukawa, Bart Kwan, um, David, right? David So. David So is like a like a separate like he's. I think he's just like a uh, separate investor, but mm. um, yeah, they all invested in these like three restaurant companies, and one of them is Zip Matcha, um, which we went out to Japan to go like harvest some matcha, which was pretty cool. So we learned about you know how ma- matcha is made and um, like the health benefits, and just learned about like Japanese culture in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got to while I was out there. It was a it was a good opportunity for me to get out there too, and kind of meet like those guys who've yeah. been in the game for like forever. Um, like since I was a kid, like watching their YouTube videos. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, like they they were like the OG like YouTubers. Yeah, yeah, you that's know? so sick. I, I remember watching their videos in college, man. JK Films was hilarious. Dude, it was so funny. That's dope, dude. Um, coolest thing you guys did there? Oh, we did this. Um, we did this samurai class, which oh, is cool dude. for me. It was cool for me because I'm like a martial artist yeah. too, and like seeing, I don't know. It was almost like a tourist, like Japanese, like samurai class, because it, it was like catered towards like like people who don't know any like martial arts or just want to do it for fun. The guy Jane. 
<laughs> no, the teacher was Japanese, but oh. like, like it was just almost like a like a fun class. It wasn't yeah. like instructional, like like oh, this is why we do this, this is why we do this. Um, it was more of just like keeping it lighthearted and not too serious of like a class. Cool. But, I mean, it was still cool because um, you know the sword work that I do like mixed with like traditional like Japanese samurai sword work mm-hmm. is is pretty cool. And you'll probably see it if you guys want to see it, like they have vlogs out of the samurai classes. Uh, a bunch of JK films guys have their own vlogs with, you know, that, that particular samurai class. So you can probably oh. spot me in there, but sweet. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's so awesome. Was that your first time in Japan? Yes. I've always wanted to go to Japan too. So it was like one of my dream trips. Um, oh. And then I got to meet like some of my like people that that I've watched since I was younger too. So. Yeah, dude, that's incredible. What are, like it's such a random, but such a unique trip. Um, yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, and then while I was there, you were in Mexico, right? Yeah, I was in um, Rosarito, Mexico, at Baja Studios. And that was for uh, for work too, for film. Yeah, yeah, it was this. Uh, this Chinese action film called The Rescue, and it stars Eddie Pang, and the director is Dante Lam. And apparently, I, I don't really know these guys, but apparently Dante Lam is, is a very successful like action director in, in China or in Hong Kong. Hmm. So they shot this in Mexico. Um, first time working on like a big Chinese budget production. Yeah. Oh, is it a big budget? Yeah, apparently there's a couple Forbes articles about it, but apparently oh. this is like one of the bigger ones. It's like a ninety million dollar budget. Oh, dang, that's pretty big. And I, I, I mean, I guess that's. I, I was expecting a little bit more, but I guess for like the film we're in China, I guess it's it's big. But I, I saw the trailer. It looks cool. They already cut it, which was amazing. Um, oh wow! I've, yeah, I've heard. Uh, you know, I've heard stories about Chinese productions where they work really hard. So there were some days where, um, like, the crew and the cast, they worked, like, 15-plus hour days. Yeah. It's crazy. That, so that's what I was, like, I heard that, too, and I was scared for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just, I haven't heard, like, great things. The only positive thing I've heard is that they work, they work hard, they work fast. Yeah. They get the shots they need. Uh, but they do anything to get that shot, too. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it was crazy. Um, so the role I went for was a boat rescuer. Mm-hmm. This was more like... This was almost like stunt work. That's what I was going to say. Is it? Did you do stunts or were you acting? It, it was mainly... because Okay, so I was a boat rescuer, and then I thought I was going to be like bringing people into the boat. And when we got there, uh, the casting director, they... They split us up into groups of four, and she was like, okay, who was the boat driver? And then these two guys raised, raised their hand, um, Jimmy and Mal. Um, and then she asked them, oh, do you guys have your boat license? And they were like, no. No one ever told us, because when they got the audition, they got the audition for something else. But then I guess when they were submitted for, they were submitted for the boat 
boat driver and apparently they needed to get their license or they needed to show proof of license but then no one ever told them because they didn't really they didn't self-submit for this thing yeah uh the way that i got it was through like another friend's friend through my management and they were like oh just send a video of this or, or email this email uh this casting company and then they'll send you the instructions so then yeah nowhere did it say anything about a boat license so we're we're lined up we're in we're in wardrobe and then she's like oh my god like none of you have a boat license you do you know how to drive a boat and they're like not really and she was just <laughs> like, kind of looking crazy. around and then she's like who knows how to drive a boat here and then me and my friend dale like kind of raised our hands no and i was like well i've gone fishing before on a boat and i've driven like a boat like in a lake before and then she was like okay all right well you, you can do it. And then my other friend, Dale, same thing. He's from like Lake Zurich, Illinois. So he, he, he came in. We're like, all right, dude, we're boat drivers now. And then my other friend, Chris, he's like super. He, Chris is another stunt guy. And he was telling me before like how he was supposed to be working stunts for the film. But then they didn't choose to work with the stunt choreo from the U.S. Because I think it was too expensive. So they went right. with the local stunt coordinator. Well, so... It could be good too. Like Chinese action has has been good. So. Yeah, yeah. So, but this was a Mexican stunt coordinator. Uh, I I don't know what. I'm sure they're fine too. But I guess the rules were a little bit different. I guess the American stunt coordinator wanted all these safety precautions. Um, See, dude, that's what I'm saying. That is that is fucking scary. So then, okay. So we're like, okay, great. You guys are going to be boat drivers. I'm like, awesome. Then we had these two other guys that were actually boat drivers. But then one was like an old white guy. And the other one was like this other... He wasn't Mexican. He was um, he was Latino. I think he was actually from Spain. Uh-huh. But he was like another... He was a stunt guy. More of a stunt driver. So he knew some of the stunt guys that Chris knew. Mm-hmm. And then they were the other boat team. But then they got cut. And we were like, why did they get cut? Because Wait, From driving the boat or from yeah, the whole yeah. film? Yeah, so from the whole film. So we're like, okay. So then it was just me and Dale. And I'm thinking, all right, that's cool. Um, so anyway, yeah, they got us in the boat. Like the next day, we were kind of just practicing. And then they had the uh, the first director. Her name is Kiki. She's like this five foot two little Chinese woman who had like the will of an iron fist, you know, Everything she said was law. She was speaking on the microphone super loud. And so, like, we had an actual boat driver, like, kind of teach me how to use the throttle and everything, which is pretty easy. But then the throttle was not as sensitive as I thought. Mm-hmm. So the first day was a little rusty. Kiki's on my boat, the assistant, the, the first AD. And she's, like, telling us, okay, this is the path to take that we're going. So we're going. And then she keeps like looking back at me. She's like, are you sure you can do this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. She's like, she asked me a couple of times. I'm like, no, it's cool. It's fine. (laughs) So that was the first day. And then we came back to LA again, right? I don't know why, but I think it's just to save money. Wait, so so they flew you there and then flew you back? So they drove us there. It was so funny. It was so funny, man. I was like thinking, I really hope it's like a bus, like a charter bus. Not like a white van. It was a white and van. And it was a fucking white van. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all like, I was like, oh, God damn it, man. Um, but yeah, so then came back to LA for like two or three days and went back again for like another week. And then 
this is when I was able to really like play around with it and drive it. Yeah. I had like, we shot for one day for this one scene where I'm driving the boat, but then the, the, the instructor, he's like this, this short Mexican guy was the guy controlling the throttle. So I was like, all right, you can do the throttle, bro. Like, it's cool. I'll just do this. Just make sure you don't look at the camera. So like, he's he's going like full throttle, but he's like always looking down because the camera was like oh, to our God. side. <laughs> Can't show that there is a Mexican guy on the Chinese rescue team. Um, oh my God. Yeah, dude. So then, and then, and then we had Daniel's crew. So Daniel came down. So him and like three or four other guys came. Um, and then they were brought on to be another set of boat rescuers. And then they had another guy on that team drive a boat. And then they shot the next day, but he never had any practice. So I was like trying to kind of, I was like trying to help him out. And I was like, okay, the throttle, it's a little rusty here and there, blah, blah, blah. He did like one scene, but he couldn't do the another scene. And then I'm sitting in the tent. And then I hear Kiki like on the microphone. She's like, where is Joshua? Where is he? <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I'm up. So I just get my shit on, put my helmet on. I walk out and then they put me on like the jet ski and drove me out and put me on the boat to drive. Yeah. And then I was just driving the boat for the remainder of the day. Like at that point I was really comfortable. So we were like, there's a scene where we're there are two boats. I'm in boat one. My friend Dale's in boat two. And then we have, we're rescuing people from like an oil rig. Mm-hmm. So there's an oil rig stand, big green screen in the back, and then people are like jumping in the boat. And then the scene is we're we push away from the boat and then I floor it. So when you floor it on the boat, it kind of like kind of does like this weird fishtail thing. Right. So we both do that. So it's like really dramatic. So when I'm doing that, they're like, okay, there's a camera guy in the water, standing in the water in this gigantic tank. First of all, yeah, this is at Bajo Studios where they filmed the Titanic and oh. other like they filmed Master and Commander there, uh, another like 007 movie. But this water tanker is huge. It takes about three or four days to fill up. One area is like three feet. Another one's like 15. Another one's like 50 feet. So the airplane is in the area where it's like 50 feet deep. And then the boats and everything, we're all like in the area where it's like four or five feet deep. Mm-hmm. So the camera guy is standing there in the three feet deep water. And he's got his Ronin. There's like three or four of the guys behind him kind of bracing him. And they're like, okay, so your line is just drive and go directly right to the camera. And I'm like, but don't get too far though. You got to get kind of close, but you know, that's it. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is crazy. Like they're just asking me and my friend Dale who just started driving this boat to just go full speed and just pass him. And then when you pass him, there's only like 20 more feet of water. So go and then as soon as you pass, you got to like yank the wheel to the right and just turn and then throttle down. Yeah. So we, we were doing this like maybe like five, ten times. And then we were doing some more scenes of like driving through, going towards different directions. But yeah, man, it, it was so crazy, man. Yeah, it you're, was a just, st- you're a sun driver now. Yeah, I was a sun driver. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, dude, that's it's kind of tight. I, I, at, at first... I was a little annoyed because this was kind of like glorified extra work. Mm-hmm. But, dude, we got treated so well. Oh, really? Yeah. So we had the we had the boat rescuers, right? And then we also have like uh, the airplane passengers. 
the airplane passengers had it the worst because they're in the airplane. The airplane is sinking in water. So they're like chest high, chin high in, in this water. Have to get rescued. So that's that's their shoot. We're just chilling because they're not ready for our shoot yet. Our, literally, the airplane people, they shot for like, I don't know, like almost a week. Mm-hmm. We've only had like two or three legit shooting days where me and the boat crew are actually out in the water filming. All the other days, we're just out, sitting in the tent, like taking our shirts off, getting a suntan, getting paid, playing cards, making jokes. And overall, man, it it was it was a really fun time. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, dude. anytime anytime you have like like extra time on set is always fun because you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, man, it was <laughs> so fun. Like it was it was basically like camp because those days where we're just chilling in the tent. It's like, well, this is a shoot day, so we're getting paid for this day. It's not just like a holding day. We're just we're actually getting paid to work. Right, hanging out, drinking coffee, listening to Kiki yell at these divers they actually had like a malaysian swim team like a actual i think they were, they were like kind of part-time coast guardish people they actually are, are like scuba certified so they everything. were the ones rescuing they were the ones that were actually like yeah yeah quote unquote rescuing people right um but yeah dude it was a fucking trip how long was that that was a week you said yeah so we three days for the first time came back Oh, and I shot a pilot while I was back here for two days and then went back to uh, Rosarito, Mexico for another, basically another week, Mm -hmm. like another week and a half. So I think total I was there for like two weeks. That's sick, man. Yeah, it was super fun. Super fun. Everything's cheap. The burritos were so fucking good. Um, That's ideal. You had like constant work from the time that you came back from Mexico to another thing and then you kept working in mexico too yeah no and we had we had such a good group like this is this is it's one of those things where like you know we've been on set for like two weeks and we just spend a lot of time with each other Mm. we get really close and it's one of those bittersweet moments where like it's like that we're so excited to leave but at the same time we're like oh we're gonna miss like hanging around at this like shitty hotel and like walking around getting tacos going to work out together like we worked out together all the time so that was something I'm gonna like really miss is like working yeah. out with this crew. That's that's cool. They like, cause not every production like you go to and like you just vibe with everyone. Yeah, dude, we're we're so lucky. Oh god, there's this one story where uh, we're not gonna name names, but there was an individual who came with Daniel's crew, mm-hmm. and um, you know he was acting some type of way, and energy wasn't good. He literally got kicked off. The next day and sent back to LA. Dang. And it's like, bro, why are you acting like that when you're not even something? I, I kind of I get the mentality of, you know, you want to think highly of yourself, but you got to be like respectful. He what, came was he, off, what was he doing? He just came off harsh about like money and this and that. And it's like, dude, you're you're with fucking this is an, uh, an, an extras casting director. Yeah. You're not part of main cast, so like, chill the fuck out. Yeah. And um, apparently, he tried to throw us all under the bus, saying that we all partied and this and that and whatever. It was just kind of whack. But um, what the heck, he, dude? Yeah. So he he got sent back, but he apologized um, to uh, to to Chris, and 
I, it, it's cool. Everyone learned the lesson, but if you guys are listening right now, the lesson to be learned here is to don't don't be a dick, especially the people who are handling your money. Yeah. Yeah, just and just be thankful, man. Just be thankful you're down here. Like they, they paid us cash, so like we're coming back with like wads of cash from Mexico, which always feels kind of funny. But like, yeah, they paid us in like hundreds and twenties, <laughs> yeah, and it's like this giant envelope full of cash. We're like, you guys um, came from cash, <laughs> yeah, dude. So like we came back, we're it's like we just did something bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. No taxes. No taxes, man. Tax free, so it's nice. It was really yeah. nice. Um. Oh, and then uh, this pilot I shot. Um, it was with Nick Shaw. Do you know Nick Shaw? He's the one that does all the reanime films. Mm. So he did like Naruto. Yeah, I don't think I met him. But uh, he's working on One Punch Man right now. But yeah. Oh, with uh, with Alfred, right? Yeah, Alfred. Alfred shaved his head. Yeah, I saw he's got that. A, he's got a nice shaved head. I was like, dude. It's like a perfect dome for. It's really good for One Punch Man. Yeah, I had to do. I had to do it once, and I'm not. I'm not gonna do. I'm gonna ask for a ball cap now. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, um, yeah, shot a pilot with him and Josh Mabby, who is the director. He's the director for like basically all like the reanime stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Ozark was there shooting this pilot, and then we got Lance Reddick, who is. Um, He's on Bosch. He was in um, John Wick. He's in all the. He's he's a guy in the hotel. Have you seen all the John Wicks? Oh, dude. Oh, you haven't seen any of, I haven't the John seen any of them. I feel like that's like my homework. Like I have to. That do is. That. Yeah, you have to do that. How dare you call yourself a stunt? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely have to. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, shot that. So that was really fun. Uh, get to meet him, and then it was a surprise to see Daniel there too. He got called up like super last minute. Yeah, you guys to come work in. together a lot too. Yeah, man, that's my guy. This is, I feel like, I feel like we're gonna work together a lot, man. Yeah, we've already, him and I are already working on um, one thing that. So I have a buddy of mine uh, in Chicago. He's a writer, so he's writing his book. But in the meantime, while he's waiting for the edits, he wants to write a screenplay. So he's writing a short, and um, we're working together on this. And I wanted Daniel to direct it because he's got a really good eye, mm-hmm. um, really good idea of like how story arcs work, and super creative. Really good with suggestions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my dude. Daniel's a good guy. That's cool, man. Yeah, dog. Mexico is a cool place to work too. It was, it was, it was kind of shady, obviously. Yeah. And I just found it. I found out like so. Rosarito is about thirty minutes away, twenty minutes away from Tijuana. Tijuana. And then our driver Daniel, super cool guy. He's like a part-time cop. We like we gave him a tip because he only makes like sixty bucks a day, mm-hmm. you know, driving back and forth. Um, but he was like on the first leg back to L.A. He wanted to give us a tour of Tijuana, and he was like driving around and like he was showing us. Have you heard of Hong Kong, in Tijuana? No, dude. It's a it's like the largest brothel over there. It's it's not cool. Holy shit! Yeah, and apparently like a lot of they call it Hong Kong because literally like a lot of people from from Hong Kong and China come in here. I don't know what happens. We can only imagine. Anyway, but we, he's driving us around at eleven a.m. and you see like fucking prostitutes walking up the street at eleven in the morning, and I'm like, damn, dude, this is that's crazy. Crazy. Like this is oh, it's. It's really sad. It's a yeah. really sad thing. Um, 
but I wait. Just, so were you in that? Were you in that city or what? No, no, no. So oh. we were we were like two hours south. The first place we kind of like hung out in uh, was this place called Ricky's Place, which is a really funny story. Ricky's Place is like this middle of nowhere bar that Russell Crowe was there and he bought the place like a surround sound speaker system because when he was there shooting master and commander he wanted to watch like the rugby game Mm -hmm. so this is like he went there and like ricky's place was like it's it's so crazy it's like you walk into another world when you literally walk into this little shack Mm -hmm. there's like dollar bills taped together hanging from walls pictures of girls like topless on polaroid cameras pictures of or like pieces of bras and panties every it's it's like it's like out of this world but took us there super fun time um yeah that's we partied there partied at papa's and beers it's like another big like spring break spot a lot of uh a lot of nonsense going on there sounds like (laughs) a lot of parties yeah (laughs) yeah and and then when we were there it was we we were there for Cinco de Mayo, and it got oh. super crazy. God, oh, I remember the, the hotel fucking sucked because you have a great view of like the beach, like a little bit of a downtown life. But the downtown life, we were next to what they called Hangover Alley. They're the bars, and they played fucking music super loud. Like, and then <laughs> if, if you close the windows at your hotel room, you can still hear it. And then, like, God, man, like I remember one time. I tried to sleep, and I, I don't think I went to bed until like 4 in the morning. And I woke up because it was silent. You know what I mean? And then you're like, oh, shit. It's, it's off. <laughs> and then you look at your clock, and like, fuck, dude, it's like 4.30. <laughs> Why is he quiet? <laughs> yeah, dude. She was crazy. Overall, good time, man. Good people. Um, yeah, it was fun. That's cool, man. Yeah, dude. You have some news today. Yeah, I do. Big news. What's the news, bro? I um, finally quit my full-time job. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah, that was today, so I'm still soaking it in, but... Um, Made the jump. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, I haven't, like, it, I'm not done yet. I obviously gave my two weeks. You have the, yeah, you took, like, the, the little first step, and then... Yeah, so now, well, now I still have to plan, plan like, my exit, which is, like, what am I going to do after, you know? Did um, you t- use all your vacation days? No, we have unlimited. Oh, vacation. so they're nice. Yeah. So they don't have to pay, they can't pay you out. Yeah, yeah. But you just took a two-week vacation, so. Yeah, yeah. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Evens out. Um, no, yeah, it, it, it's weird to think about still, because... Like, now that I'm not... Because usually when I quit something, I, I would start looking for something else, like, yeah. to line up. But now I'm just like, okay, I'm done with, like, 9 to 5. And I'm just going to go hard, like, full-time, you know, stunts and film and, and stunting, like, the podcast. So... Yeah. Um, it's weird not having anything lined up and, like, not knowing where you're going. Strange. So, yeah, I just have to plan, like... Like concrete steps on what I'm gonna do. Embrace it, yeah. Create a schedule. Like whenever I remember when I quit and I came back from um, from Marco Polo, I had like a month 
because I had just enough money just for a month to kind of like chill, refocus myself. Um, but yeah, man, got to definitely like create a routine quickly. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I definitely have a runway to keep going, Yeah, like, without a job, too. That's great. Um, but, you know, it's not going to last forever, too. Yeah. So, I definitely, you definitely have to, like, grind out now. What, what caused it, dude? Because, you know, it was, like, a couple weeks ago, you, me, and Phil were talking about, like, the commission checks that you were going to get. Yeah. Right? And then, and then after Japan, you came back. I was like, yo, what's good? And you're like, yo, man, I'm about to quit my job. And I said, I was like, dude, I heard you say that before, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, I don't think it was, it wasn't like anything to do with Japan. Maybe because like seeing everybody just like doing it full time. Right. I don't know. It could be, but like the main reason that came to my head was like, I saw myself losing motivation going into work every day because like people knew me as like oh like hey what's up guys like i would go out go around and say hi to everybody at work and yeah um like be like the positive person at work yeah yeah and it just like i felt myself like taking these like little dips every Mm -hmm. time like i I had like a film or like i had something to work on outside of work Mm -hmm. um that like everything dropped at at work it was just like my motivation was down my mood was down like my work ethic was down and I'm not the type of person that like likes to half-ass work. So, yeah. you know, that it it's it's hard for me to stay somewhere that's like that's making me do that too. Yeah, yeah. So, this this has been kind of like a lingering thing cuz I remember I know you did talk about this a couple of times even before you went to Japan. Yeah. And um dude, I think I've been feeling it since like maybe January. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um but yeah, I mean, I think I think it was Minji that said this too on our podcast was just yeah. like, you know, if you're at work and like you're having a good time, but you still find yourself wanting to go back to film, like that's when you know. And so I kept that ever since that, ever since she said that, like my mindset is just like, oh, I'm still finding myself wanting to go back to film. Like yeah. maybe I should actually do it. Yeah. Um. And then it was just like constant buildup. And then people like my coworkers started noticing um, that my motivation was down. My mood was down. Like my friends would talk to me like, hey, like, are you are you good? Like, um, and then I would just tell them what's happening on the side. But I never really committed to either one. So I was like half-assing work and then half-assing like film. And then I was just like, I don't like doing that. Like that's not the type of person that I want to be. Yeah. So, you know, I just kept building up and... Like recently, um, my boss actually told me that like, oh, like, like, what's going on? Are you good? Were your were your numbers bad, or just he just noticed that like no, my like my numbers are were probably like one of the best. Yeah. Um, but just like my mood, like yeah. he he can read people really well, and like probably one of the best bosses I've ever had. Yeah. Um, shout out Terrence, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored the podcast too. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, he, he, I, I talked to him recently and he said that. And then today I like, I woke up in the morning and I was like, dude, I think I'm going to quit today. <laughs> um, wow, man. And when I said that, when I said, when I, when I 
felt like I was going to quit. I I just felt super excited and super happy. Yeah, yeah. It course. wasn't it wasn't like like scared yet, but I just felt like the happiness because I knew that I was going to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um and then I went to work and I scheduled a meeting and I just talked to him. I talked to my boss and just like, "Look, I I need to do this." You you mentioned when we talked on the phone earlier um that a weight has been lifted off your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, and, and as soon as I talked to talked to Terrence, I was just like, "Damn, I feel good." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, dude. You made a decision. Yeah. You made a decision that you've been wanting to make for a while and something that you believe in, you believe in yourself. Yeah. And that and that that that's like what what this is all about too is if you if you really want to like make it in the industry and um you don't want to spread yourself too thin like you really have to have a lot of faith in yourself that it's going to work like even if like regardless if it makes a lot of money or not like I'm still going to love what I'm doing mm-hmm. um and you just got to trust the process so it's it's for you right now it's a win-win because you're young um you're a talented dude like yeah you 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 might lose a little money but you're going to gain so much in experience that it's just this is one of those moments where you're going to be able to tell like people who are like like your kids or mm-hmm. people that look up to you like this is what I went through yeah and you're going to have it in the eyes bro <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it feels like when i first moved out um and I told my story on this podcast too of mm-hmm. like moving out. That this is what it feels like because I didn't have a job lined up then either. Um, but yeah, now I feel more excited than before. Yeah, dude. I don't think uh, I'm sure you'll feel scared, and that's only because of of the uh, the uncertainty. But yeah, all the opportunities now. Like you don't have anything that's kind of holding you back. Yeah. So you are free to do like a lot of things. Yeah. And I keep hearing from like all the successful guys in the industry. They're always saying like, you got to put in, you got to make it work like a job. Like you got to put in the hours. Like it's a job for you, for you to be successful. And for me, it's like, I need to have, I need to have that torch under me. Yeah. You know, like I, I need to, to feel like we have to do whatever it takes yeah, to be successful. And like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to not have a job, like not look for one. Um, and then just like put in the hours and do whatever it takes, you know? Yeah, dude, this is a good, good opportunity too. to like, you mentioned like maybe you should do some blogs. I mean, that would be such a good idea doing blogs about, you know, well, especially what you talked about right now, like your thoughts, your feelings, you just quit mm-hmm. and then steps moving forward. Um, Cause I'm sure you're going to have a lot of these down times and a lot of times there's going to be some doubt like hanging over your head, but it's, it's all good things to keep note and just to kind of acknowledge and, and embrace, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know for sure there, there is going to be those down times. So it is, it is good good to have something to look back on too it's just like like journaling maybe i don't know yeah dude try it this is more than just like entertainment and stunts this is like dude this is like mental like 
and emotional like like work yeah, yeah you have to put yourself through you know i'm excited to see where this goes man i'm like Oof. i'm like watching an experiment <laughs> it's very scary yeah yeah that's why i what, you did it before though too right like you yeah i i did and then i i think it's a it's a little different from like acting and stunts Mm-hmm. Like your your acting or your stunts is far greater than my acting, and I think with with stunts it's a little bit it's a little bit easier to make money than it is with acting, because I know with stunts it's like you just got to find your your capable crew uh, and start working like that. I think with acting it's a little bit it's just different mm-hmm. on how to make money and how to like because. I feel like with the jobs are so few and far between, but I feel like with stunts, it's like once you're plugged in um, and you make a good first impression, it's like these guys, the ones who work, they work a lot, Yeah, you know? Um, but yeah, I did it. And then I just needed cash. So I was like, I need to stay afloat. Cause I didn't have that. I didn't have that much money saved up. Mm-hmm. So then I, yeah, started to Uber that was a tough life, Ubering for like full time for almost two years. But did you, so like when when you came back from Marco Polo, did you know that you were going to do like acting full time or like did you fully commit to like? I was trying to, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I did like, um, I had my friend do my headshots again, um, setting up my profiles, self-submitting. Um, going on commercial auditions. When I came back from Marco Polo, I, I was thinking that, okay, maybe things will pick up. Mm-hmm. But that really, I, I was I was a very green actor. And I still am kind of green, but you know, I have way more credits now than I did before. Right. So before, you know, I had some opportunities where like my friends kind of gave me the roles. And I'm like, this is great. Cool. This is awesome. Like my friends wanted to work with me. So I did like a couple parody videos with my comedian friends, a um, couple other videos for like short film competitions. The best one was, not the best one, but like the one that won some accolades was uh, Lost Dogs. It was an NBC short film competition. And that one yeah. was really fun. I didn't have to audition. She just kind of gave me the role. It was all in Korean. And that one won uh, Best Drama um, out of like 5,000 films, which is fucking amazing. Um but yeah, my mentality was I'm just gonna try to get, try to get it going, you know. Yeah. Try to build up my reel, which I did. I, I got some things. I was able to make a reel, um, but it, it was just tough too. It was tough because at that time. Yeah, I guess it's tricky because you were like trying to build your resume, yeah. but at the same time, like try to make good money off of it to where you can live. Yeah, and I was, you know. I, I didn't want to ask my parents for money, but yeah, they, my parents gave me some money at the time, like, mm-hmm. you know, a, a few hundred dollars here and there to help out. And I was like super thankful, but there was a time where I'm like, I can't, it was, there was a moment where it, it was just so slow. Um, like the highlight during that time was, you know, I was very persistent. Um, I was able to, oh yeah, I got the stunt gig for Alita during that time. Yeah. Um, I met my girlfriend. Uh, it made me question life a lot. Like what is really important, you know, cause I was barely making it 
barely getting by, barely paying rent, um, hurting my back because I was like, I don't have any money saved up. For, I, I'm like almost dried. And yeah, dude, that, that's when I was like, I have to make, I have to do something because I can't have my parents worry too much about me because mm-hmm. they were sending me cash, even, even with my brother. Yeah. So then I joined Heal. And then fast forward, I'm here at Patient Pop. And um, yeah, dude. I mean, like, that's the thing that's not, makes it not too scary for me too, is like, like I am still young. So even if it doesn't work out, um, which. It'll work out. But even if it, even if you go back to, even if you have to pick up another job. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can it always. Still does, it doesn't mean that it's not going to work out. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. Uh, when I joined Heal, I was thinking, oh, maybe this is what I need. Or maybe I can do without acting and just work at Heal. Because this is where I met, like, you guys. Mm-hmm. And the crew was so tight. And it was such a joy to come into work. But then, slowly... The feeling started coming back. I'm like, no, no, no. This is not it. I have to go back into acting. Mm-hmm. And then I had to move to another job because some shit was going down at Heal. Yeah. Which And it works out perfectly because Heal, the schedule there, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now. Like, I wouldn't be able to go on auditions. I wouldn't be able to, um, like, plan out my shoot days appropriately. Um, so now it's I'm making more money. I'm giving myself some more opportunity. Uh, I created a website. I feel like I'm just kind of creating now. I'm, I f- kind of feel like I'm starting to rebuild my foundation again. Um, and I, I tell my girlfriend this all the time, but I'm like, I foresee like a jump happening soon. I don't know when, but it, it something something is going to happen where I have to make a big decision. You know, and yeah, just because I went back to the working life working back in tech i never felt that oh it's this acting life is over it's just you know what i can still do like a lot of things yeah you'll do it on the it's side. all good yeah. it's still all good yeah yeah it's it's tough yeah man yeah for me it was just like i i just want to go head on you know <laughs> yeah dude i'm proud of you man this is this is huge i mean this is exactly the time where you should be doing this type of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't be worried at all. I mean, you got a good support system. You got your sister. You got Carmen. You got me. You got, like, your brother. You're going to be all right. I think if you did this and you didn't have a good support system, um, that's where it's like, okay, you got to, like, you got to really rethink this. Because there are some people that will make the jump and it's kind of it's almost in a in a rational decision, you know. But yeah, if they don't have that good support system, if if they're not like strong enough emotionally, yeah, you really got to think about it. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about it for a while. Yeah, you have, man. So I've been I've been planning it for a while, and then I've also like I also work on myself a lot too, yeah. like like like. Like mentally too, so yeah, yeah. It, I know it's like I know it's coming, 
but it you know it is it's still scary you got your game plan all set up a little bit yeah um it's, it's a little bit hard with with no blueprint to follow for stunts you know yeah. no like it's oh, a wild like, west dude yeah, yeah dude do whatever yeah so get yourself out there um go train at gyms yeah go what's, meet people what's the first thing you're gonna do like okay this is your your two weeks are up and then tomorrow is the day where you are free. What would be like the first thing you're going to do? Oh, man. So as soon as I wake up, I know I'm going to have time to work out. So yeah. I'm going straight to the gym. Nice, man. <laughs> um, so probably like weightlifting. Yeah. And then like the next thing would probably be like like tricking. And then I want to do some like cardio, like like boxing or like running or something like mm-hmm. that. Like that's what I want my lifestyle to be. And, yeah, dude. and I've been like vi- envisioning that lifestyle of just like having a full day of just like shit I like to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like all the types of martial arts. I can learn all of those now. Yeah. Which is so dope to think about. <laughs> yeah, man. It's so awesome. That's uh, same here, man. I would love the, the life where I wake up, I'm on my own time, mm-hmm. work out, eat a good breakfast, working out with like, uh, with pads, some Muay Thai. I want to go back into uh, karate and like relearn some of the katas again. Yeah, that's what I was missing too. Is like some sort of traditional, like that traditional setting of me just being a dojo with like an instructor and you know. Let me know when you go to Barbell, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. So after being in in Japan, um, I talked to Bart and. You know, I asked him if it was cool if I visited his gym because they have a gym called Barbell Brigade. It's huge following. It's a great gym. Yeah. And so, you know, he has he has uh, heavy bags there. He, the, the gym is for weightlifting, uh, but they also have heavy bags. So you can spend like a, literally like a whole day over there doing different workouts, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. And so I, I hit him up or um, he said, hit me up whenever you want to go and then I'll just meet you there, which is pretty cool. Yeah you know so yeah man scary but yeah (laughs) i think it's gonna be fun yeah dude yeah definitely my uh my suggestion my unsolicited suggestion is if you can dude either video blog about it or write about it like like a little daily journal about what the fuck is going on because this shit yeah, is crazy. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I, think I, should, I think you should vlog it. Vlog it, man. That'd be dope. Or make an announcement on Stunt Co. Hey, dude. <laughs> I'm going to ham on Stunt Co, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I guess for the listeners, expect a lot of stuff to be coming out for Stunting. Hell yeah. New shirts, more podcasts. Woo! Um, you should make water bottles, bro. Ooh, I was thinking about like gloves or like some workout gear. My friend Jeremy, uh, I bought these jump ropes from Jeremy. Follow him, Jeremy Sarai, S-R-Y. He's super awesome dude. He's got like a really big following, uh, fitness coach, also actor. But he made these speed ropes that I bought off of him. um, And they're really nice. Yeah, I think I I saw you using them. I use them. I, I post them on Instagram. Um, they're like my new favorite workout now, but he said he's going to be making some water bottles too. Sorry, Jeremy, we're going to take that shit, but <laughs> it's a good idea, but he's got a really sick logo too. 
Yeah, and no, we'll support each other. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. We gotta get him on the podcast. He said he's down to come on the podcast too. Yeah, we'll do a little collab. Hey. Yeah. Um shit, man. That's it. That's pretty much it. What else is going on? I guess. Yeah, that's it, man. Now I mean, we... like, yeah, we'll try to keep you updated. I I'll probably keep everyone updated on my personal Instagram. Um that's another resolution that I'm doing is like trying to post more on Instagram too. Yeah. You can do it. We can all do it. You can do it. All you out there, guys, just <laughs> put your mind to it and just fucking do it. Make the jump, man. Yeah, and it's okay if you have to jump back in, but just make the first jump. It's not that bad. I mean, like, no matter what, you'll learn something. Yeah, just, yeah, you won't die. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Except if you're doing stunts. Yeah. Maybe. But make sure you're... <laughs> just, put the, just put a gator back on. I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. We are your co-hosts, Josh Han, Jarman Runez. Follow us at The Josh Han, and then Jarman Runez, and then Stunt Co. Yeah. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Peace.